Hello, my name is Jacob Fenston. Welcome to this podcast produced by the International Monetary Fund. If a country is rich in natural resources, you might think that wealth would encourage economic development. But in fact, the case is often the reverse. Historically, countries with oil or mineral deposits have had slower growth than those without them. This paradox is called the natural resource curse. But what's behind this so-called curse? Why does wealth in natural resources like oil or diamonds not automatically create prosperity? Harvard economist Jeffrey Frankel points out one way a natural resource can hinder development. People tend to fight over it. So uh, Angola and Sudan would be examples of countries that are rich in uh, oil and yet have a long history of, of, of conflict, which has, uh, aside from the human cost, has uh, greatly inhibited their uh, economic development. The effect of the natural resource curse on development is especially striking if you compare resource-rich countries like Angola and Nigeria with countries such as Japan and South Korea. These have achieved high standards of living despite being rocky islands or a peninsula with virtually no exportable natural resources. Frankel says part of that difference is because oil or mineral-rich countries often suffer from weaker institutions. That can mean authoritarian regimes, corruption, inequality, and a stagnant economy. And the reason is that in a country with oil, all the government has to do or some hereditary elite has to do is keep physical control over the natural resource. They have no incentive or no reason to uh, have a broad tax base or to foster the uh, decentralized decision-making and rule of law and the conditions that uh, lead to a developed economy. Whereas a country or a region that doesn't uh, have those natural resources, the only way the government can fund itself is by creating the conditions for a vibrant private sector economy and then having a tax rate, hopefully not too high, to, uh, uh, to finance itself. And those are the conditions uh, that are conducive to uh, industrialization. Think of it like this. You suddenly have an enormous amount of money given it to you, as it were, by a rich uncle. Leslie Lipschitz is director of the IMF Institute. He says improperly managed natural resources can easily lead to the so-called Dutch disease. As new wealth floods the economy, prices go up for non-traded goods. So all the resources for production in the economy are sucked out of perhaps manufacturing or even agriculture and sucked into the production of these non-traded goods, whether that means shining shoes at the Hilton or producing fancy villas, and into the production of your new natural resource. All this new spending leads to higher inflation and a country's currency appreciating. This means any exports, like manufactured goods, will be more expensive for other countries to buy. That tends to make a number of sectors that were possibly competitive internationally prior to the discovery of mineral wealth uncompetitive. They usually employ a lot of people, so their jobs lost. They are often sectors where there's an enormous amount of growth potential, uh, and that potential might be uh, undermined. And when an economy is heavily dependent on one resource, its fate will also be closely tied to the global price of that resource, which can fluctuate wildly. Imagine you're in a situation where suddenly there's a plunge in the price of your commodity, your exports dry up, people start losing jobs, everything's looking slightly worse, so capital flows out instead of flowing in, and you can really exacerbate the cyclical swings in your economy. Over-dependency on a single natural resource 
can also lead to volatility and development as a country struggles with how to spread the wealth out over time. Should they spend now or save for future generations when the resource runs out? This can be a tough choice in countries with high poverty rates and high public expectations. So says Roger Nord of the IMF's Africa Department. When you go to a country and you advise them to, to save money for a rainy day, the answer you're likely to get is, but Mr. IMF, it is raining today. I think it's, it's, it's absolutely correct that the, um, the needs are huge. But I think it's, it's also correct that not everything can be done at the same time. And there's also an important trade-off between the present and the future in terms of who benefits. I think it makes a lot of sense to save some of that for bad times. Natural resources don't have to be an automatic recipe for disaster. Countries can prevent their naturally endowed blessings from turning into a curse. Next week, in the second of this two-part series, we'll explore the steps countries are taking to escape the natural resource curse and look at countries that are learning to manage their resource wealth wisely. To hear more podcasts, you can look us up online at www.imf.org slash podcasts.